Hello, friends. Welcome to Play Along Podcast, the podcast where we play through games. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and I'm joined, as always, by my two beautiful friends, Kai and Ben. How are mm-hmm. you gents doing this morning slash evening? I'm doing well. Oh, yeah, I was waiting for Kai to go first. I thought oh, I was, I was like, first. I didn't know if I was supposed to go first. Right. I'm good. I'm yeah. I'm finally here. Uh, two of <laughs> two out of the three of us have sick new fades. Um, so we all we all got haircuts. Though. Technically, I got a haircut. Mine's just not exciting. Yeah, you, you got to trim. Uh, yeah. I nearly shaved all of mine off, and Jared completely changed his entire hairstyle. But it looks awesome. Absolutely. If you guys want to see our new fresh looks, make sure to head to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash play along podcast to see our video versions of the podcast. Uh, yes, you guys indeed. are doing you guys are doing well. You guys are doing well this morning. Yeah. Awesome. Ex- excited to, to be here to record the I'm record nervous trigger. about uh this entire series. I don't want to shit on <laughs> another nostalgic game. We've we've already seen what has happened with uh, the backlash or pseudo backlash that we got from our Super Mario RPG uh, hot take, and we are now almost infamous for that. Uh, so we are worried that Chrono Trigger might be might be similar, but who knows? Who knows? I mean, it's looking okay in the beginning, so and we'll get into that definitely. Uh, if you guys don't know. Play Along Podcast is a weekly podcast where we play through games in kind of a book club slash audiobook format. What we will do is myself, Kai, and Bed, we will each take turns and rotate choosing a game. We will then pick that game and then break it up into sections. We'll then come together each week and discuss that specific section. We'll go into gameplay. We'll go into mechanics. We will go into the narrative. We do go deep into the narrative of all the games that we cover. So if you're trying to avoid spoilers for any kind of game, either play the game along with us as we are playing it, which all of the schedule for that is listed on any of our social media or don't uh, play the game. podcast or just don't listen to our podcast. That's yeah. also an option too. Um, or play the game first and then come back and listen to it afterward, which is perfectly fine. We see a lot of people that will play a game first and then we'll come back and, and listen to our episode or they'll play the game a little later. And then as they're playing through, they'll listen to our episodes, even though we were past the series, but yeah, that's we, perfectly yeah. fine. Uh, evergreen content. Yeah, come back and listen to our show whenever is convenient for you. Um, but if all that sounds interesting, follow us on any of our social media. It's Play Along Pod, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord. I remember the Discord this oh, time. Oh, shit. Uh, you, YouTube, all of that's in our link tree, and you can find our link tree wherever you can find our podcast. Uh, and also leave us a five-star review. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google chromecast i don't know what other fucking pod chasers oh, there are that leave reviews <laughs> besides those two it's literally uh, only like apple spotify and Good i think Pops. it's only that i think and spotify is fairly recently it was just like while we started our podcast in the time we've started our podcast that spotify added five star reviews to their shows which i mean is, you which say that we're coming up to just, a two-year just anniversary in a couple of weeks that's fucking crazy you said a couple of weeks it's uh basically the well i say a couple of weeks actually it'll be like two it's... weeks after the end of this chrono trigger series will be our second oh okay, anniversary. okay. i was like bro we started in february we gotta go what is what is fucking what is time anymore man <laughs> like yeah it's fine right uh in the last episode we talked about our fun little kitty cat game stray uh really enjoyed that oh. game 
I've I don't I've completely broken myself. Don't worry. It go go. Keep oh, I was like, do we not talk about Stray? Yeah, in the last we episode, we Stray. did talk about we did talk about Stray. Uh, we enjoyed the game. It was a cute, fun time. But go check out that episode. Go give it a listen. It was something that we really didn't expect going coming from that oh, game. Also, can I just promote the game theory video because it was really fucking yes. interesting. Oh, I still yeah. fucking watch. I need to watch it. I need uh, to watch it. So the game theorists on YouTube done a kind of game theory on Stray yeah. and how uh, essentially the cat is responsible for um, the bringing about right? a second wave. Uh, well, so the theory is that they brought about a second wave of the apocalypse because when you left, there you is a screen that blinks on that sort of indicates that something is still alive in the system when you leave the city. Um, yep. I won't say any more than that, but if you've played Stray, Stray go and watch that video. It's very good. Yeah, I'm not I still have to watch real, it because it's just I, love, I love like weird conspiracy theories like that, so I'm all, I'm all about it. Um, before we start here, too, I was actually on an episode of List Off with just Brian, because Ryan mm-hmm. was not feeling well, so it was just the two of us. And by the time you're listening to this, that episode is up. We talk about our top five silent protagonists and there may be some characters from the game that we're playing that show up in those lists. So go oh, check that out. I can imagine Brian a hundred percent mentioned <laughs> Chrono Trigger. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it, it was funny because I was talking to him about this because he also was a big fan of Super Mario RPG, which again was. we didn't necessarily like. So I told him I will try not to break his heart with Chrono Trigger. But uh, if you're listening, Brian, there are no promises. We will do our best to review mm-hmm. this game as best we can. But speaking of Chrono Trigger, getting into Chrono Trigger, if you don't know, the Chrono Trigger came out in 1995. It's a role-playing game developed by Square. This is before the old old Enix came out. They were just Square at this point. Um, originally released on the Super Nintendo and then eventually came to lots of different platforms. It came to the original PlayStation, which I heard is an absolute awful port of the game. PlayStation version has incredibly long load times and just is is very clunky. It came to Nintendo DS and then eventually mobile. From what we kind of discussed at the end of the last episode, it seemed like the Nintendo DS version was kind of the definitive way to play this. It it seems like the Steam version has had some updates and it's not as bad because the Steam version was really just a port of the mobile version. So the UI is still a little weird in that. But Mm -hmm. uh, we're playing through the Nintendo DS version of the game. But if you don't know, what we usually do here, too, is before we start, we each kind of go around and gauge our own experience and exposure to the first series of the franchise before playing it for the podcast. So, Kai, what was your kind of uh, exposure to Chrono Trigger prior to playing it for the podcast? None, because I wasn't alive when this game came out. <laughs> That's mainly. a wild concept. <laughs> I, was, I was born the year this game came out. What month did it come out? Yeah, I, I was in my dad's nutsack. Uh, the first time I heard about it was with these gentlemen right here on this podcast as a game I would absolutely not enjoy. Uh, yeah. Now we're playing it. Um, so, yep, that's that's all I know about it. Yeah, uh, I was exactly one month old. It was March 11th, which is a month after I was born when this game came out. That's crazy. How yeah. you walk this really thin line, Kai, where you're like, 
super in love with games, but you don't, you're not part of the ethos. So there's like so many things that you aren't familiar with. It's crazy. I love, me too. I, I love games that were part of my childhood, and that's what made me love games. Like, like, my like childhood games. was, <laughs> yeah, it was Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Dexter and anything on PS2. I mean, that was yeah. the first console I ever had. Yeah, that's so, a I mean, fucking good console. I have, I have no love for vintage games because i never played them i wasn't alive no. they didn't impact me in any way no one i and knew now, played them but yeah and now those the games oldest games retro. the oldest games that i played growing up were with jared and that's just because he had an n64 that he got at a swap yeah. meet and like was that was Poke- my only pokemon and some mario's that was probably and legend of zelda that was pretty much but it. I mean, like, kind of the to, mainstays here to not even know of chrono trigger until like a year ago is maybe it's just because I'm I'm far too entrenched in the in the ethos. You literally have to me. I hate, pl- I hate JRPGs and I hate yeah. turn based RPGs. Like that's true. That's yeah. True. I why why would I go looking and like oh yeah let me let me go look for games I'm not going to enjoy. Did nobody I mean, ever I imagine... mention Chrono Trigger? Like you never heard people talking about playing it growing I mean, up? Or even if we did, it probably would just be like <laughs> oh this is just another JRPG <laughs> that I ignore because I guarantee like because we've mentioned in the podcast before Kai and I have this fascination with going through you know and this is kind of how our podcast started going through like the top 100 games and having like a a discussion about it and i'm pretty sure this game at least came up on one of the lists we talked about maybe we probably we're like i don't know what this is right yeah exactly i'm like oh i heard did not stand it did not stand out on a list of 100 best games which i've been through several dozen times at this point so yeah uh but ben what what is your exposure to uh credit trigger prior to playing for the podcast it was one of those games that I knew about and was always told that I should play. Um, yeah. But I I like JRPGs. They are very um, very much a time commitment. Yeah. Uh, okay, so like Chrono Trigger is like, what, 26 hours, which now is fuck all, but at the time was a very, very lengthy game. And so I always was just like, uh, you know... <clears throat> We we yeah. said this when we discussed Ocarina, because we compared it to Ocarina, and that's kind of where the the meme of it began. As for our right. podcast, of like I I'm so funny with time mechanics and introducing time travel into storylines, and <clears throat> that was kind of where it started from. So yeah. I knew of it, but I was never going to play it. Um, and then I decided that it was going to be my main next series. But uh, Jared nope. beat me to the punch, yeah. which is fine by me because we were going to play it regardless. Um, yeah. I did not know about the DS pool. I would have played it on the SNES if I had picked it myself personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but without getting too much into it, I'm glad we're playing the DS pool. Um, the DS yeah. pool seems really, really good. And having those, having that second screen as your map um, and yeah. like your menu of system is just absolutely brilliant. But yeah, I, no, I was absolutely. aware of it, but I'd never touched it. Yeah. No, and I'm in the same boat as you, Ben. I, I think Chrono Trigger has always kind of been on my radar as, as someone who does like JRPGs and grew up with a decent amount of them. Uh, but as of late, have seen a lot of JRPGs that really don't uh, take advantage of your time. JRPGs that are just like lengthy to be lengthy. Like I was playing through Dragon Quest. Um, oh, I don't even read the most recent one. What's the recent one? What Eleven? number is the recent one? 11 yeah dragon quest 11 and i really liked the game but then to hear other people talk about like the sheer length of it and not only length but 
where it like sets up to end and then just kind of keeps going and like oh you beat the you you defeated god and it's like there's a whole other 50 hours afterward and it's just like that's that's not what i'm looking for like that's too like this is fine like 26 hours whatever like that's that's a good length for me but the jrpgs that are like 100 plus hours i'm just like nah i gotta i can't (laughs) i don't have the time commitment to play that long of a game completely separate note I was looking at IGN just very quickly. I was looking at IGN top 100 games because I was curious where Career No Trigger came on it. And um, according to the staff at IGN, uh, Burnout Free Takedown and League of Legends and Animal Crossing New Horizons are all better games than Divinity Original Sin 2 and Borderlands 2. I don't know if I agree with the Borderlands take, but Burnout 3, fantastic. Burnout 3 is fucking good. It's an amazing game. Love Um, Burnout 3. Where's Chrono Trigger on that list? I'm just trying to find it. <laughs> Let me do Control, control F. Control F. Yeah, I'm doing Doesn't a lot exist. of scrolling. Yeah, exactly. It's not on the list. Watch it. Watch what. Watch it. Will be. Chrono Trigger five results. Twenty four. There you go. It's not, it's not terrible. I think that's a, that's a good middle ground. Yeah. Wow, Tetris is twenty eight. This is like a whole rabbit hole we could go down. Let's <laughs> let's jump in. We literally episode. did it. We literally did an entire podcast series on this exact premise. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've had this conversation a quadrillion we, times. Yeah, we need worry. to do a bonus episode where we literally do that, and we'll just like judge It'll be and rank. Seventeen hours long. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. I'm pretty sure that Kai and I in our older podcast did an episode where it was like the top 100 games of all time, and then we made our own list and kind of compared it to the two which is funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Getting into Chrono Trigger. I mean, like we were saying, we're playing the DS version. I'm emulating it just on computer. There's lots of ways you could play it. You could, the game is incredibly expensive, so I would not recommend buying this game. But if you have a way of jailbreaking a DS or anything like that, and then getting it that way, that's probably the best way to do it. I do not con, uh, I do not condone it. Uh, I do not support it. Yep. No, nope, don't However, do it. If you are like me and you have a 3DS sitting around, a friend of a friend's dog told me that it's very easy to jailbreak your DS and to get the ROM onto your DS and it runs very smoothly. I also um, talked to that dog. I 1000% condone it. In all seriousness, I, I, your shit. I did it for my 3DS. Um, yeah. There was no, if there was a DS version I could buy on my 3DS, I would have bought it for a reasonable price, oh, but that doesn't exist. Absolutely. So I did jailbreak my 3DS um, and then I just installed the ROM. Yeah. There are some extra steps that you have to go through if you are curious. Yeah, you then can do your own research and find do your own research and... or come to the discord and i'll talk you through it and i'll help you with it and we'll do it yeah, that exactly. way but yeah i i jailbroke it and yeah. i was just i'm not paying 120 pounds for a copy of fucking chrono trigger yeah yeah no 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 way um but yeah immediately when you start this game i mean if any if anybody has any indication of dragon ball z or any connection to that kira toriyama you'll notice these character designs right away because he did all the character designs for this game obviously dragon ball dragon quest games like that a man had and one style and yeah like, <laughs> and he did it, with it. Yeah, he exactly. had one style yeah but i'm not gonna lie like i i was watching the i this is one of the few games where i fully watched the intro movie that played oh, yes. before the title screen well. um yeah. and i was i was on holiday in wales and i pumped it up and i was watching it and i was like let's fucking go i'm ready for this man 
uh, and then but the that, graphics. That intro sequence is like it, but. well, yeah, yeah. The graphics look nothing <laughs> like the the intro sequence. But apparently, there are with this version specifically. There's about six of those cutscenes throughout the game that weren't present in some of the original versions. Mm-hmm. Other than like, I think the PlayStation version had that intro sequence because of it kind of the the, the better hardware there. But yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful like old style hand drawn like '90s animation. It looks great, and I was like, wow. But you're right. Then you go cut to the pixels and you're like, this is not what this game looks like at all. <laughs> I mean, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> he still looks like Chrono. He still looks how he looks yeah. in the thin. Um, but yeah, that, that intro movie was that that pumped me up. I was like, OK. Yeah. Uh, but you start the game and you can name your character. Did, ben, did you ever name any of your character, your character or your um, allies, any different names than their original name? Normally I do, um, but this time I couldn't be bothered. I just left them as default. Uh, I'm assuming you guys did your tradition of merging your two names together, or is that specifically for Zelda? That's just for Zelda. That's just for Zelda, yeah. But we we just named ourselves Chrono. Chrono. Yeah, I went with Chrono. As Kai said before we were uh, recording the podcast, uh, Chrono-Trigger is his (laughs) official name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. After you kind of name your character, you get this. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say this sweeping view of kind of the area that you're in. I mean, again, it's sweeping view. <laughs> exactly. It's not it's any kind the of the nicest way to describe. <laughs> Pan right across the continent. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You're seeing a top-down isometric view of kind of some of these buildings. There's kind of this castle in in, in the background and from what we thought was explosions looks like there's like fireworks that are shooting off from this castle there's some form of celebration that's going on again we it thought looks it was like, like fucking battle britain mate. exactly yeah. i was like something's something's fucking going down here <laughs> <laughs> no apparently it's a celebration and then um yes this would be when we cut to the bedroom in which we find our character right yes so after mm. this this cutscene, it does cut to the bedroom and you finally get uh, control of Chrono. Your mom is kind of waking you up and telling you that you're going to be late for the Millennium Fair, which is kind of the the, the big celebration that we kind of had alluded to here. Um, after that, you finally you... get. I was going to say that's how you know you're playing the yeah. JRPG because the mum right. is like from the get go. Like I swear, exactly. every Pokemon game is the same. Like it always starts with your mum waking you up, like, "Oh, today's the day." Yeah. Or every Zelda game. No dads, is... no dads in this universe. Why does it? No. What, what's wrong with dads? What do dads ever do to you? JRPGs. They just. Uh... I'm, I'm, I've always assumed that all of the dads in JRPGs have just died in battle or something. Like they're, they're just, yeah, yeah, just not around. I mean, there's a there's a reason these motherfuckers ended up making sixty hour games about being magic. <laughs> you know, they had no dads. No, moms dad. only. Only moms. Uh, but yeah, after your mom wakes you up, you do get control of chrono and i think he he moves pretty well like the moving around and controlling the character feels it does feel very good because i think you can also move in you're not just limited to the four directions you can move in in every kind of diagonal direction as well um yeah it's advanced gaming right there it yeah it's it's very advanced game never been seen before (laughs) uh exciting thing you could if you go up to the drapes you could open and close your drapes that's wow. cool. <laughs> wow. I like mechanics. I like nice. drape mechanics. No, it, I mean it, it sounds like rudimentary and silly, but it was one of those things is when I saw it, I was like, oh, I want to close those. And I clicked on it and it happened. Did I was you, like, oh did shit. Can you imagine in nineteen ninety five 
closing and opening those drapes. Right. That would have been oh, fucking mind blowing. My mind would have been like blown. the fucking 90s version of touching grass. Just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mind was blown now. It, it was more that I like that it actually let me do it. I was like, oh, well, that's there was cool. at least a Thanks couple people that. who learned that their drapes opened through this game. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. What? <laughs> Wait, can yeah, they like, open those? Y'all have to face a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. No, it's it's an interesting touch, though. It is an interesting touch. Yeah. Um, after that, you go downstairs, and your mom talks to you, referencing your inventor friend Luca, and saying that Luca is going to be at the celebration, uh, showing off one of her inventions. It kind of seems like, and then after you leave and kind of talk to some of the the villagers around here, that this isn't the first time that Luca has tried presenting uh inventions to this millennium fair and it seems like most of the time they have not gone very well luca luca has a reputation around town. yeah luca yeah. Has, definitely has a reputation she, around she, here. yeah she is um she's not afraid to get back up on the horse after she's fallen off of it mm. she she doesn't let yeah. those things get her down uh i just want yeah. to point out as well your mum gives you 200 gold when you leave the house as an allowance Mom's which is fucking like rich by the way right mm-hmm. like fucking yeah. What's the what's the Chrono Trigger equivalent of OnlyFans? What's what's oh, what's the what's the Chrono Trigger gold to US dollar uh, to US dollar? Right <laughs> I'm I sure wanna... there's a website that exists somewhere out there. What's what's the inflation on the 200 Chrono Trigger in gold? I want to know. I'm I'm curious. Uh, but after you do leave your house, you now have the ability to wander around the world. Which the wandering in this game kind of happens again from the isometrics perspective if you've ever played things like uh the adventure of link um that's how it is where there's kind of this overworld that you're looking at from a top-down view and then whenever you get into points of interest it cuts down to a more truncated view of that and then you're walking around those areas um i mean it's not it's not terrible i think it's i think it's fine i don't have any real issues with it necessarily i mean it kind of go on what I was gonna say it just kind of takes away from like any kind of exploration, like when you're walking around yeah. there. But it's eh, it, it just kind of seems like simplistic exploration more than anything are else. You, oh yeah, are you talking about the like the overworld map? Yeah, because right when you yeah, leave like your the, house, the when you're going from there to the yeah where the Millennium Fair is, you go to that wandering screen. What did you think about the scale of Chrono Trigger to the rest of the world? Because at first it was very confusing to me. I was like, I am like twice the size of this tree what <laughs> what yeah. is happening yeah scale, scale is a little off i mean even staring at a screenshot now looking at chrono standing next to all these buildings he's a little bigger but i mean i, I guess they wanted to like build a this fucking character. Tyrant, man he looks like <laughs> he's, he's attack on running around chasing <laughs> mccasser and shit yeah <laughs> that's why he's the main character that's Obviously. true i guess yeah exactly he's the big character which means that he's the main character He's the only mm-hmm. one that's important. Um, yeah, so after you kind of wander around, you can head into kind of the town square, the Millennium Fair area here. I think we we just went there. It says that there, so there's the Mayor's Manor that you can head to and kind of learn some of the mechanics of the game. Uh, we just went straight to the Millennium Fair. I didn't do any kind of exploration. No, I, I was very yeah. much like, oh, okay, <clears throat> I'm going to the fair, so I'm going to the fair. Because yeah. I... I didn't know that there'd be exploration. I kind of assumed that a lot of yeah, these sort of JRPGs of early on, yeah, that they kind of you can go somewhere, but there'll be some dude who stops you from getting in. And then, like, I started playing mm. Majora's Mask recently, and 
it's like similar to that when you try and leave clock tower like you can't leave clock town until you've done something because the guards stop you and like right so i, I assume there's or, something like that would be in place yeah, yeah. pokemon anecdote that you can't yeah. leave your starting can't town leave the area and even the if you do talk to the people around there nothing happens they're just like oh you should talk to Professor Oak. They kind of just lead you yeah. to what you it's should like, be doing. Oh, anyway, have so. you have you seen the Millennium Fair? You should go and visit the Millennium Fair. Have you seen the Millennium Falcon? The Millennium Falcon. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you also kind of get a uh, way of battling and learning the mechanics in the Millennium Fair too. So when you show up this Millennium Fair, it's very this is large fairgrounds. There's lots of little tents. There's lots of points of interest here, uh, and at the time being you can kind of just explore this fair you can actually start building up silver points that you can earn to get more gold and to get different kind of items and everything uh there is a section that i talked about where you can fight this i don't even know what to call him his name's gato he looks like a big robot like a cat yeah, robot or he's something. um no he's a bat- yeah. he's like a battle mech he's luca's invention mm. um, oh gotcha he, he is essentially um almost like a small version of the iron giant that you just kind of yeah. fight um, and then you earn silver points based on on right. how you. That do. was that was the first time that I had ever battled. Oh, also to just to mention, I think this is for the DS version specifically too. I don't know if it's in the Steam version. There's a couple different ways that you can tackle this game, and you can kind of adjust those settings at any time in the very beginning. But one of the things that we did is this game has a turn-based option, or it kind of has a option where all the characters are on a cooldown like everyone can go and attack at the same time and whenever your cooldown fills up then you have the ability to attack and that's how we're playing it and i've actually enjoyed uh that way i wonder if that's gonna i wonder if that's gonna fuck us later though it might it definitely might but (laughs) we'll see i believe i'm playing turn-based okay because in this one, it shows on the bottom screen, it shows the characters, and there's a blue bar underneath them. And once that fills all the way up to the top, then you can attack again. But if they're, if all of them are filled up, you can do both or all your characters, and they'll all attack at once. As long oh. as their gauge is filled up. I'm going to double check. I have my DS next to me. I'm going to double check, but I'm yeah. 99% sure I'm playing turn-based. But carry on. Yeah. So, so that robot was kind of the first uh, interaction that we had with this battle system specifically. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um and like i said i enjoyed it i enjoyed this version of it because like i said it kind of made me feel like you know the game wasn't necessarily wasting my time like i didn't have to sit there and wait for someone else i mean i'd have to sit there and wait for the cooldowns to to load which i I was fine with but i didn't have to like it's my turn now it's your turn now it's my turn there's another thing where you could do is you could speed up the battle mechanics too which i think is is so cool like more jrpgs should have this option to speed up battles because we know that some of these games have like tanky bosses just to have tank. They just to have like bullet sponges, for lack of a better word. And it's like if you could speed up that process, like hell yeah, Looking that's at you, so much Super better. Mario RPG. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where was your sped up battle mechanics? Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I, so I actually really enjoyed the battle system of this game so far. I think my battle system is like is turn based, but it's not mm. turn based how I was expecting. So. Mm. The way it works is um, that basically, you, so all of your characters have a speed statistic, and then mm-hmm. you go in turn, but like based on your speed. So if an enemy, interesting. So like if an enemy is faster than you, 
they will mm-hmm. go before you, but then they can't go until you've gone again, if that makes sense. As strange as it sounds, anyone who plays D&D or knows anything about D&D is very similar to the it's initiative order in D&D. Like people mm. have a list of order and you can go on your turn, but then you have to wait until it comes to your turn again. Um, I'm just Interesting. I might have to try out both to kind of see both of them. It'll show, if you go into the settings, it'll show you that too. It's a little bit confusing, truth be told, because you, you don't... Uh, yeah, so my... My battle mode is active, and my game mode is DS. Mine, the battle mode says active or wait. I don't know what the difference is, but I'm playing on whatever the active think, battle mode is. I think so. Wait is turn-based. Wait is the turn-based. Active using. is what we're doing as well. So I think it's the same thing where it's like a speed. But there's also, like I said, there's also that bar at the bottom that loads up. But that also could have to do with your own speed stat. You know, like yeah. your, your your bar will, will load faster or quicker depending on your own character speed. You can equip items, you can equip armors and stuff that like that. That might be what it is. That. I, yeah. I I think I just didn't see the blue bar because I would just kind of mm. wait until my characters had an icon that said, like, do an attack or... I can't remember what they right, call magic right. in this game, but whatever they call they call magic. Um, I think it's like tech techniques? Tech, tech something? Techs or something, techs? yeah. I think it's techs, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind I of one of the points of interest wait, here. Though. I'm interested to see. I might it would be interesting to... It might be interesting to compare the two at least, just to have kind of a different perspective here. Um, the only other kind of, I know, I know there's lots of points of interest. We can't get to where um, uh, Luca is yet because it's blocked by two guards, but there's other points of interest. There's kind of like a race that's happening in real time around this between these these characters, these three characters, and then a cat for some reason, which is interesting. Uh, if you interact with the two individuals standing next to kind of the starting point, you can kind of bet on who you, th- who you think is going to win. You can win gold from that. Uh, we never fucking guessed it right. It was literally different every time. It's RNG. That's what I kind of assumed it was going to be, but that cat comes back up. Um, I've well, we played... voted for the cat the first time, and it let us down getting in last. And I was like, okay, fine, so, I'll vote for the goblin. And then the cat won. I was like, okay. Fuck I played a little bit further into the game just because I was really enjoying <gasps> myself. Um, and That's there true. is a section later on where if you didn't reunite that cat with its owner, that comes back to bite you in the ass because there's a little girl who's Ooh. crying and is like, I oh, see, I did see her. Yeah, she's like, oh, where's my cat? Da, da, da. But I couldn't work out how to get the cat to her. So I was just like, fuck this. Mm. Um, wow. I don't know if it no, was strong use of foreshadowing in a story. That's, uh, you know, I know decisions that help. can affect a story. I don't know if it's something you could influence or if it's just kind of yeah. there to be used against you later on. You'll see what I mean in the next episode. But yes. Yeah. All right. Um, did you buy yeah, kind of... any, sorry, did you buy any stuff from the merchant? I think we bought a sword, the yeah, iron sword, sword, or the bronze or sword. sword. Yeah, like I, I, I don't think we could afford the iron sword. The iron mm. sword was like 700 gold. Yeah, yeah I upgraded. bought a large sword. I upgraded my sword, and um, did I do any silver stuff? I feel like I got some silver bits to get more gold. That was it. That's that's what we did. We didn't do anything else. There's the one last thing that we it just interacted with once is there's kind of this underground area where you go there's three guards and one of them is like the guard you need to pick and they all kind of swap between each other it's like the ball and the cup kind of game and then you have to pick the right one. Oh, it's like a free card monty situation sure um yes yeah okay yes uh but we did that once got it wrong and then left so we're like okay whatever i don't i don't need don't to do ever play free card monty 
Free card Monty is when there's free cards and one of them's the queen and you have to find the queen to win your money. It's oh, always yeah. a so scam. The, Don't ever play free card Monty. It's the same thing. Uh, but yeah, so eventually you'll get to kind of where the there's like a bell tower that's further on in the fair. And then you run into a character named Marley. Um, little blonde girl yeah, running around. Marley. Uh, but you bump into her and she's like, hey, let's hang out. Let's walk around this fair. Let's be friends. And you're like, sure. Fuck, why not? Let's, let's do this. Um... I think when she drops I, her necklace as well, that is oh, a very that's right. She part. does drop her her like little pendant that she's wearing, and then she goes and picks it up afterward. But it's yes, it is important to know. Oh, she did she go and pick it up? Because in mine, I went and picked it up. So I okay, again, I that's probably what happened. We pick it up. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. This is something that gets mentioned later on in the next episode. But um, you, I went and picked up the pendant, and then went and saw to Marley. Um, mm, yeah, and that that get that gets mentioned. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. That's what happens, and she's grateful that you picked up her pendant and everything. And then that's mm. when you kind of walk her. She asks, like, "Hey, do you want to like explore the fair together?" Uh, I fought the robot thing with her for the very first time. So like, I had her in my party when we fought this. Mm-hmm. Um, but afterward, I think you go and like buy ice cream or like cotton candy or something. Like right before, there's like, a little mm-hmm. cutscene that takes way too long. It's it's interesting. You're basically just killing time um and that's one of the sort of annoying things about this first section is that you are literally just waiting for in-game time to pass until someone's Mm -hmm. like oh luca's showing off her invention and then that's when you can you can go uh i mean it's not terrible because sorry it's not terrible because you can you know there's that whole side quest with the cat if you wanted to do that you've Mm -hmm. got the robot you've got the race you can buy from the merchant you can spend your silver points like there's enough stuff to do to pass time um yeah. but you are there's, there's enough there's enough time. in this millennium fair to do where you can just kill time but eventually they do prompt you that luca is, is is here to show off the invention so you and marley kind of head up to that area luca and i think her father right yeah. yes her father <laughs> yeah. is luca her father are yeah, are showing the off underwhelming uh, teleporter on yeah. the planet, <laughs> showing off their uh, teleportation te- uh, uh, thing that they have built, and they're showing moving one person from one side of their uh, invention to the other side of their invention. They're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And holy that's shit, it neat. works! And it works actually. My, Luca's invention actually works, which the crowd is also very surprised because it seems like the crowd's also like, "Here we go again. It's another one of Luca's inventions. Let's see how it gets. It's a disaster this time, but." They need another volunteer, and Marley volunteers to go up. And as she walks up and stands on this teleportation device, the pendant on her necklace glows. And as it glows, it creates this portal between the two teleportation devices and sucks her into the portal and closes, which everyone's like, yeah. classic. The fuck? What happened? How? How? I love the way they do this. Like, Chrono gets teleported successfully. <clears throat> and everyone's like, ooh, ah. Oh. And Luca's like, no, no, hang on, wait. That might have just been a fluke. We need to redo yeah, it, again it again and again. make let's sure. Try it again. Which, I mean, to be fair, you know, scientific method, yeah. you have to be able to replicate your findings and all of that shit. So yeah, exactly. it makes sense. Because they but also course... didn't seem like this thing was going to work either. Because they're like, oh, no. damn, it worked. Okay, let's try this again. I was waiting for like some Chrono Trigger spin-off where it's just like the fly, but like Chrono turns into some weird like Chrono Trigger creature instead of <laughs> <laughs> instead of being teleported. Some like oh he's just like a pile of his bones and flesh oh. on the other side of the, <laughs> the other side of the teleporter. Um, yeah, so now Marley has teleported into this this wormhole that has opened up, but her pendant has been left behind. So yes. in our very in our very heroic 
fashion we're like we need to save her we met this girl five seconds ago she's important now so we have to save her because plot <laughs> yeah yeah like, also how does the necklace get left behind explain that she to me. gets everyone supplies. knows le- necklaces can't teleport mm. yeah so uh, like for some reason the necklace gets dropped i can't remember if she's wearing it or if she's holding it and when she gets sucked into the wormhole, somehow it just lands on the pen. It's called plot armor. Couple, okay. Cu- um, couple, yeah. couple things here. Uh, this is a teleporter, not a time machine. Suddenly turns into a time not machine yet. when it reacts with a necklace that magically stays behind. But then miraculously, fucking Lupo or whatever her name is, figures Luca. out how to Luca and to figure out how to manifest time because she comes and picks us up. She doesn't maybe, like I said, maybe the, that's, like, that's, like the, that's like the key, you know. It always you need the key to start the car, but the key, I guess, the key goes with the car when you start it. That's, that was a bad, that was a bad comparison. If you think about it, okay. If you don't think a about teleporting it, yeah. machine is technically uh-huh. a time and space machine, it's just moving you to a different space in the same time. In the same time. So what if it, there was a key that could bring it to different times? In the same place, but different times. I mean, if you want to get really you know technical, how teleportation works. if you want to get really technical, there's that whole theory that when you teleport someone, you're actually just destroying that copy of them and then yeah, making you, a clone. You break down all their cells, you can clone them somewhere yeah, else. That's, that's not time travel. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but yeah, now uh, Chrono being the hero he is, we grab, go into the, the teleportation thing, grab the pendant, open the portal up, and head in after her. So when we come to, we are in Truce Canyon, which is kind of this dilapidated forest that we're in. And there's these two, I think they're imps. Yeah, there's these two blue imps. We have Bro. kind of our first. Fucking rude. Come they on. look like blue versions of Piccolo. Okay. I'm no, just... absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> If you've ever played Legacy of Goku or Legacy of Goku 2 for the Game Boy Advance, it looks just like this. They look like, like uh, Numekians. They are just chilling, kicking this creature They look around. like, you know who they actually look like? They look like Emperor Pilaf from, <laughs> from Dragon Ball. That's exact, because he's also blue. He looks just like Emperor Pilaf from uh, Dragon Ball. The guy had uh, one art style. Yeah, he really did. Uh, but yeah, so we, we are immediately attacked by these creatures, and we kind of get if you didn't do the battle with the mech there, this would be your first kind of forte into the battle, at least with multiple enemies. And this is kind of where I saw the whole speed stat thing come into effect where it's like, okay, so some characters will be able to go faster. You now have this loading bar that says who can attack first and whatnot. Uh, like I said, I, I enjoyed the the mechanics of the battle system so far. Like, I, I think it's great. I think again, the, the time being able to speed up battles is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, and they they die fairly quickly. Yeah, and, and in, what I was gonna say in true like JRPG style, you can avoid them all. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yes. say. Yes, I'll also say there's no repetitive and annoying battle music, so that's a right. that's a plus. Also, there's no like sure. black screen. Oh god, Jesus I Christ! I have things in front of me get, now. He has to get used to his new. Yeah. Yes, I use my hands a lot when I talk, so there's things in front of my face now. Um. I'd love there's no like black screen cut. Okay, here's battle thing. It all happens in the world. So like when you get into battle, it kind of happens. When you get out of battle, you're just in this world. There's no like transitions that actually happen, which I thought was really cool. And it's nice on the DS as well, because you're 
instead of having like a UI come onto the screen as as it probably would any other port because it has two screens that UI is entirely on the bottom screen so it lets mm-hmm. yeah. it frees up all of that top screen to be able to actually see the environment and like I mean don't get me wrong the game is heavily pixelated right but it's yeah. a fucking good looking game for for what yeah, it is I, and like I like that guy's raising his eyebrows but game. it's it's a nice visual style don't get me wrong might be a little bit biased because I am an anime fan and I do like Dragon Ball Z but same how what okay, what <laughs> Okay. Go on. I mean, go on. You, you, you can easily say this as being an old style, but there's games that have come out recently that are. The, it's an artistic style. I mean, I'm not, it is I'm old. Not, but... I'm not saying. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So, I'm, I, yeah, it's a it's an art style. It's also right. like a 16 bit art style. Right. What What are you gaining from that as far as like Dragon Ball Z graphics? No, not if necessarily. It, if that. it wasn't paired, if it wasn't paired with the cutscenes that were drawn animation, you would have no fucking clue that this was the same. No animator. But, I mean, if you just like, I'm looking at the the walkthrough we're using and just the small screenshot they've got of when you first encounter the imps and the Rolly, mm-hmm. the Rolly, which is like the green enemy. Just the entire mm-hmm. like, you know, Gross. it's nice. You can see it's a cliff. You can see that the imps are imps, and like, I mean, you yeah. could say the same about um, Undertale, for instance. Like yeah. Undertale, mm-hmm. Undertale has this very same isometric, not heavily graphically intensive art I mean, style. I mean, I think most most of these games fall under the same category of art style. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Pokemon. Same thing with most of these JRPGs of this generation. Like. I mean, I think there. Jesus, what the fuck is that? Uh, I think there is and maybe a uh, good environmental design in some yeah. of these games, but I would. That's what I was going to bring up too. Know, as I, I there, really there's like not the a, there's not a ton of differentiation in art style. No, I like guess what, I guess that's yeah. what I was trying to say is that I'm I'm more. I am enjoying the environments in which I've found myself right. playing this game. Like I, I was imagining, kind of like I mean obviously pokemon now is very different but like early pokemon having this kind of very detailed backgrounds and and also sense of like scale and um what's the word i'm looking for um yeah verticality I mean, the, the difference verticality thank pokemon, you yeah pokemon came out as a mobile game in a yeah. sense it was a handheld console game whereas this released on a, console. a full console mm-hmm. it was ported later so to, yeah those yeah. would be the difference i mean i will yeah, say exactly. this because what really matters is do I prefer the environment of this game to the environment of Super Mario RPG? And yes, I do. I feel like oh, this game absolutely. is so much better. That's, I mean, if we're going to compare it to any kind of RPG that we've played on the on the series, like it's just, like Jared said, the sense of verticality, mm-hmm. you can tell that these are cliffs I can go up. Like, And you, you know, for instance, yeah. when you're at True Canyon, you know this is a canyon. You can tell there are cliffs, you can tell there are trees. Like You can see that the environment is the environment. Counterpoint. Go on. I think a game that had better art style, art style, and environmental design was Kirby's Dream Course compared to this game. I mean, Kirby's Dream Course is untouchable in in my opinion. Kirby's Kirby's Dream Course is amazing. Uh, Yeah. So after we kind of traverse Truth Canyon, you can now find treasure, open treasure boxes. You get a power glove, which I'm pretty sure was a weapon in Super Mario RPG. I don't. You can correct me. It's a Nintendo thing, isn't it? So yeah, it is. Uh, so now you're back in this in the wandering open world, and there it's very different. There's there's buildings that aren't there, are the buildings missing that weren't there the first time that we had kind of explored this overworld. So we kind of head 
right. and to don't forget the film grain filter effect that's mm-hmm. been placed over the world map <laughs> yeah. and we know it's all tiny yeah because yeah. we have to differentiate you know something's exactly. different if you're playing this on an emulator then you can go to the visual effects and you can make this look like a crtv and even with like Ooh. the curved edges and everything so we, we did do that Does we did it do look that with good yeah, I think it looks yeah, fine actually. It looks, it looks it looks kind of realistic, which is what kind of. I mean, wild. there's there's some of the stupid emulator effects that are pretty shitty. Like, I mean, yeah, anyone who's used emulators, but I mean, the CRTV like it puts the lines in it. It yeah. does a nice little curved 3D design. Like, it looks yeah. good. It does look good. Uh, but yeah, so now you're kind of continuing to explore the the forest until you get to Guardia Castle, and. The second you go into Guardia Castle, you are confronted by the two guards that are like confused why you're there. You have a very strange outfit. Uh, and there's a woman behind them that looks a lot like Marley that is saying like, oh, no, he's fine. He's 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 welcome here. I was expecting him. All of these kind of things. Um, and when you meet with her later, when you head up to her room, you find out that this actually is Marley. This was obviously the, the individual that we had been looking for. She isn't just um, like, oh, I'm Marley. She's like... <laughs> did you think i was the princess and it's like yeah, exactly because she's essentially they the, the people in this world what we're putting together is they think that she's the queen they think she's the queen and the queen had gone missing and now the queen is back but it's not this world's queen it was actually marley who's descendant super of actual queen um but yeah Which when she finally like, reveals all that to us it's just crazy she, though right because like surely as yeah. the king you would be like that's not my wife. Also, <laughs> I mean, at, I got, the, I got at this the, period of time, yeah, exactly. kings didn't look at their wives. They had a harem of bitches. They That's were very true. Fair. Queen That's was fair. a marriage out of convenience for. I was also going to bring up the point. I was like, I'm pretty sure she was like young, but at this at that time period, that didn't fucking matter either. So I was like, That's no. Unfortunately, at that time, women were just kind of married off to keep family truces and to you know gain land and shit like that. Also, I assume that they look identical. I'm assuming That's that is kind the of what implication. My assumption was um, too, yeah. But then it's one of them anime like, oh my god, you're Princess Omakase from the 16th generation. But then I it's swear they like, look exactly the same. Her. I thought they referred to her as a princess. But uh, apparently not. She is the queen. Yeah, she is the queen. Queen Lee. She's the princess yeah. of our time. Yes. She's the queen that's of, of their time. time. Yeah, that's she's the descendant of the queen. She's in the lineage the of the queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did, and they and they, they they do a whole breakdown of that too. Because when we mm-hmm. talk to Marley, yeah. she says she starts glowing. She says, "I'm scared, Colonel. Help me!" And then she disappears. Which we kind of put two and two together that like something must have happened to the actual queen. Because if the actual queen in this time period dies and clearly her descendants would never exist so now we have to go try to save the actual queen so that this marley mm-hmm. can exist and well they that's show like oh the descendants and everything yeah and that's, that's, she looks that's like the, the big problem we have is that the queen has said that she knows us she's expecting us we have gone to the queen's room and yeah. the queen has obviously disappeared she's been sucked through another wormhole if i remember rightly classic um sure. But the problem is now that um, when the guards come to the queen's room, uh, the queen is nowhere to be seen. Random stranger in strange clothes is in the room, and everyone's like, "Oh, so you killed the queen? So yeah. you're a demon? Yeah. So you're the monster? Burn him at the stake? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so now our task is to escape this castle and try to find the real queen." 
I'm already suffering to get my head around this. So we are... We can include this if you want. We are now tasked with finding Lean, who is the real queen, in order to be able to rescue Marley, who is from our time and is a descendant of Queen Lean. And if Queen Lean dies, then Marley can never exist. So we need to save the queen. Classic Back to Future paradox. Yeah, we need to be able to save the queen in order to save the princess. Yes. Right. I'm with it. So when we leave the room that we were in, we are ran into by Luca. Luca has figured out how to also, I mean, I imagine the pendant is also left behind. So, She'd used the so pendant, easily. but which is weird because I think it took both her and her father to use the machine. Like he did one thing on one side and she did one thing on the yes. other side. So I don't know how they look, worked correct. it with her. Being also, there. how the fuck is she going to get back? Her, her father, uh, <laughs> you say work the machine. I'm pretty sure the animation is him just smashing it with a hammer. He's like yeah, exactly. sitting in something. He's like, I need more power. And it's just <clears throat> whacking this machine with a hammer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but now, the tango. yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now we have Luca on our squad, and again, now we're trying to go and find the real queen and, and save the real queen. Uh, yes, as you like level up, Luca, she has some really cool moves, and getting into kind of some of the combat, you can pair the moves together, which is really cool. You know, Luca has a, an ability called Flamethrower. And you can actually combine that with your own character's ability to do kind of flaming swords, like spin. Mm-hmm. That shit's so cool. Like, I love that. I love being able to, like, combine and, like, build off of different characters and yeah. the characters actually working together. It's such a cool concept. It's, it's really interesting to see. Um, and it's very clever because there'll be times when I, when I first started doing loads of battles, I was just using all of Chrono's techs. And so oh, really? I had no like MP or whatever they call it in order to be able to use the techs for Chrono. So mm-hmm. I couldn't do the flame fin anymore because you, re- you uh... need, it takes, um, it takes MP from both of the people. So it takes like, for instance, that flame one, I think it takes like two from Luca and then like one from Chrono or something like that yeah um, it takes their whatever mp that they usually use for that tech that's what you have to use so if it like you need two for the sword spin and like one for the flamethrower it's going to take those from each of those they need to each have the required tech to be able to pull off the combination yeah. and they all yeah. combine um there's a character later on who we might see just in this chapter i think where he uh, has right, the ability right ability to heal people and you can combine mm. that with chronos to be able to heal the group instead of healing one singular character yeah um which is again super cool i like it it's nice you know because like yeah. you and it allows you to increase the power of what you're doing and to affect more enemies or to heal greater mm. and so it adds this whole kind of element to it where it's like okay well if I take their MP or when it's not their turn, am I going to screw myself up on their turn when I want to do something? Or if I use, if I use too much MP, what should I use the MP for? Should I use the, the MP for like a combined spin attack to kind of clear this room? Or should I use it to heal with like this next character that we find? So it's a nice, we eventually uh, nice level of, yeah. Spin, yeah. Yeah. I really like it. So we eventually get to the cathedral and there's all these nuns that are kind of praying. And as we go to the the altar at the very top, they all turn into these, what are they called? These like demon witch characters. Uh, uh, why can't I fall? An- Anagaet? 
Excuse me? That's what it says in this screenshot here, my friend. N-A-G-A-E-T-T-E. We'll call them the witches because that's too hard to say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they turn into like these demon witches uh, and, and we, we fight them or we are fighting them. And this is when we get introduced mm-hmm. to a new character who's simply just named Frog. And he's a frog swordsman, which frog. I love Frog. He's so cool. Mm-hmm. Frog's dope. Frog is awesome. He is... Um, I, I don't know if this is right or not, but to me, he was essentially like a knight of the land. He was sworn yeah. to protect the queen and is so yeah. basically trying to find the queen and is like oh you know well you're looking for the queen i'm looking for the queen you're clearly a skilled swordsman let's work together mm-hmm. very very rudimentary plot telling um nowadays i don't know if this was like maybe revolutionary in the 90s but it feels pretty standard yeah yeah, Question. Mm-hmm. yeah. we are a child who was awoken to attend a fair. Mm-hmm. Why do we know how to use a sword? We're and a swordsman. why are we a good swordsman? We are a trainee swordsman. There was a bit in the beginning of the game where your mum gives you a wooden sword and talks mm-hmm. about how you've been training with the sword and stuff. It You're you're one of those naturally talented gifted kids. Like we 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 wouldn't beat up beat up the uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. mechanic. Or the the mech at the fair and we're like, oh yeah, we can okay. swing our sword. You lost to the mech. No, I didn't. didn't you? I beat the mech. I got Did my silver won, coins won, and everything. Beat the mech? Uh, I remember you losing. That's okay. <laughs> who's to say? Who's, to, who's say? to say who's right in this scenario? This is why eyewitnesses uh, okay. do not work yeah. <laughs> in, our, in our police system. We, we should say Did as you, well, like, was the murderer brown? Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure he was brown. Okay, all right. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. So the... It's no, there's no well, how did you feel about the way that they introduced Frog? Because if I remember, there's like a, a cutscene where he like comes through the window, and I think he saves us. I think he kills like some. He of kills the, some uh, of those witches that are trying to kill yeah. us. Um, and then we have I a little mean, battle. Classic badass swordsman bursting through the the window, killing these things, and then he's just a, a frog with a sword. I mean, I'm like, bro, hey, join man. my team, please. Join my join my crew. Yeah, uh, which I, you I, can I, refuse, which is interesting. I wonder what happens if you. I wonder if it's one of those things where you're refusing. Is like, are you sure we're both going to the queen? And then you just ultimately have to have frog on your team. I did refuse. You try to refuse. Yeah, that's um, uh, a good. That was a good ass choice. Good for I you. I refused, ben. and it was. He was like, oh, Luca's proper pushing it. Um, and it doesn't matter what you yeah. do. She's like, "Are you sure he could really help us?" Like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" Don't give us the choice. Don't give us the choice. Then. Yeah, it's that typical, like you know, like I would rather have no choice than be like, "Oh, actually, I don't want you on my team." And if he's like, "Okay, cool, I'll see you later," and then like he shows up at the boss at the end and helps you, sure, that's fine. We're both going to the same destination. That would make sense. But if you just like, no, I, I'd love if you refused and he rescued the queen. And then somehow it completely you know. fucked you up and you was not That'd able to rescue too. the queen. You could still escape the Marley, but you didn't get the credit yeah. of rescuing the queen. Um, he yeah. knows Slurp. He slurps uh, his teammates and they regain health. I mean, how yeah, you do you actually, also uh, It's interesting. If you keep using it, you can upgrade it mm-hmm. uh, to the Gluck Luck 3000. <laughs> slurp the Gluck Luck 3000. That's the canonical name for uh, Frog. Mm-hmm. It's Frog's move, by the way. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. knows that. Uh, but yeah, now we have Frog on our squad, and we are continuing through this dungeon to rescue the queen. Uh, dungeon's pretty straightforward. There's some new enemies that we see here. There's these like fucking snakes that you can fight. There's these little bats. 
Uh, the dungeon design was cool. Yeah, dungeon design was really cool. I, this I was, love the aesthetic. This part was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. It was. Um, how can I explain it? It's very cleverly done because yeah, it very much feels like a cathedral. It feels as if, mm-hmm. like, even though it's a dungeon, you are aware that you're in a cathedral. You know, there's like library areas yeah. and yeah. there's like but books not, everywhere. Not... I mean, the whole the whole shtick yes. of this uh, dungeon is that. There's all these characters that change their form to, to look be, like humans or look like to look like humans, yeah. and they're like monsters, and so everyone thinks we're monsters disguised as humans. That, like, yeah, that's exactly. the joke. Is it's like, yeah. oh, you guys are here too? That's crazy. Yeah, that's there's, like, there's like a break. Uh, yeah, there's like a break room that you yeah. find without like eating and stuff, yeah. and like, oh, you know, you don't have to be in your your costume while you're here. Oh no, it's okay. You guys go do your work. We tongue very tongue in cheek. We haven't. Uh, discuss this very quickly. I feel like it'd be cool to discuss the shelter item that you can get. Mm, yeah. Um, because when you save, you save on these. Uh, how would you explain it? A weird They're sparkle. Like if if anybody's played Kingdom Hearts, it's the exact same thing. It's like a little thing on the ground, and there's like little particles coming out of it. And you walk on it, and you can save on that. Yeah, and that's, what and that's, that's how yep. you save. But if you have these shelter items, it allows you to restore all of the HP and MP of all of the characters mm-hmm. in your party. But they can only yeah. be used at a save point. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. One one thing that I also really enjoyed, uh, other than like the aesthetic of this really being a cathedral, is kind of how he first dive deeper into the cathedral is finding a secret door there's a couple like puzzles that you have to solve where you're like hitting latches or hitting levers in different areas to unlock secret doors and i really loved that aspect of it i mean it didn't it's not very like super zelda dungeony but it definitely gave me that dungeon feel where it's like i'm exploring these i'm solving minor puzzles i'm fighting enemies and like you said the the aesthetic is really good i loved really everything about the cathedral yeah i know it's um it's probably a weird comparison right but it it's very clear playing Chrono Trigger to see where games like Persona get their dungeon layout ideas from. Mm, yeah. Like in Persona, you will be going through a themed area much like this, and it will be small puzzles here and there, but they'll be themed to whatever the building's supposed to be. So if it's like a casino or prison or whatever, they are all themed to the environment which you're in. Um, and so mm, it's very yeah. cool to see that, like, Chrono Trigger, I don't, I'm not going to say that it was the one that started that, but it's very cool to see that in such an early JRPG. Yeah, um, and it, even you, like, you can kind of see those foundational things. Yeah, like even the puzzles, this. like some of the puzzles are just like, you need to find two skulls in order to press them, and then when you've pressed both, it opens a door and things like that. It's just, they're simple puzzles, yeah. but it kind of But I think they're, fits. it was like... It, they were easy enough to like not like bash your head around and like mm-hmm. they weren't super they're that perfect middle ground where it's like yeah these these are fine little puzzles yeah bash your head around is definitely an expression that people use every day um they're the perfect middle ground of like they weren't super difficult and they weren't incredibly easy they did take some like looking around but i didn't have to like look at the walkthrough really for any of this like it was just me my natural sense of exploration and like curiosity guided me through i'm this. just that i'm just good. that good guys you know that just i mean that just happens <laughs> Uh, but then we get to the end, which is the big boss, the very first boss we're fighting, which is Yakra. Which, can, if Ben, if you're looking at this, can you describe to me what Yakra is? Is he like a, a uh... peanut butter monster? What's happening here? <laughs> he does look like a peanut butter monster. Um, that's what he, he looks like. 
he looks like if a giant mole uh, covered himself covered in, in peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> I, I yeah. thought he was a mole. He's got like these little mole claws. And this was cool yeah. as well because there's lots of uh, foreshadowing earlier on from this character called the Chancellor. And the mm. Chancellor's acting very, very strange and is like very invested in where is the Queen and sorting everything out. And so mm-hmm. you talk to the Chancellor and you know, you, you're able to juice together something's not good, not right here. Um, and then basically he's like, do you know what? Okay, the the party's up, the, the, the jig's up. Turns out I'm actually a peanut butter mole monster. <laughs> <laughs> and and let's go. And so we begin our yeah. very first boss fight. Yeah, which, I again, I really enjoyed. And this was a lot of learning and implementing the skills that we had learned up to this point you know we have frog on our team so it's like using frogs slurp ability combining that with chronos combining um figuring out what does the most damage right figuring out what does the most damage and everything attacks is it tech i mean in this it seems like bosses will eventually have some weaknesses but at this point uh, yakra does not have any uh and he has an attack that kind of he dashes forward and hits every single one of the characters. So he has like, a, he, that's what it kind of gives you that mole. It's got things called needle spin or something where he lunges at each one of the characters and then back to his original spot. Um, again, I like this. I think this was a good introduction boss. It was a good first boss that wasn't like incredibly difficult, but gave you a little more challenge than some of the other enemies. It obviously has a larger health pool and it was a good way of, of implementing the, the abilities that you've learned up to this point. Well, also, yeah. what was interesting is that he has a counter attack. So every time he That's takes right. damage, he kind of, the, I think the needle attack is that counter attack. Um, mm-hmm. And he damages the whole party for like, it says 10 to 20 damage. But mm-hmm. I did this unintentionally. I didn't realize this was a tactic. If So Yakra moves around the room, but your characters are stationary. Mm. If you wait for Yakra to be close to one of your characters, and then attack him, a text prompt comes up that says too close to counter attack. And he's unable got, to counter it. Now and then. So I got it every now and then. And I was just, I thought I was getting lucky. I was like, oh, sweet. Interesting. But apparently yeah, yeah, it's, it's a real mechanic that you can do in the game that if you time it properly, you can, uh, you can use it to your advantage. So that's interesting to know though. Super yes. Mario RPG all over again. Yeah. 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 But it's exactly. interesting to know just that, right. um, it would be cool if you was able to move around as well to a certain extent because mm-hmm. then i feel like it'd be easier to implement that like you could move your character next to him and attack but it is what yeah. it is yeah but yakra good first boss fight i think wasn't too difficult but good setup for bosses going forward um after you defeat yeah. yakra yakra chakra whatever his name is um oh, the real man. queen will Exactly. The real queen, peanut butter mole. The real queen will show up. He, she will thank Frog, invite all of you guys back to the castle to reward you for, for saving her. If you open one of the chests, I think the actual chancellor was locked inside one of the chests. He was yeah. indeed, yes. I thought was, <laughs> that was really yes, funny. Was. Um, we head back to the castle. And I think we depart with Frog at this point. He says his goodbyes to us. He's not part of the squad anymore. His, his main goal was protecting the queen, and he he did his his due diligence there. <clears throat> we meet back up with Marley, which we, we finally do a reveal that she is a princess of like these descendants. She's more important than just this individual that we had met. 
She is Princess and Nadia of of Princess all Nadia. That's that's what her true name is. Marley is just kind of her cover, so she can go and do real people stuff because she's but one she, of those princesses. She, yeah, she's very um, filtered. <laughs> I know mm, that's not what I was going to say. Um, she, I know it sounds weird. She gives me very much like Princess Diana vibes. Like Princess Diana was like the princess of the people, and she was like didn't like to be called princess she did everything for other people and marley has the same kind yeah. of every time you call her princess she's like no 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 don't i'm not princess call me marley she doesn't want to be called nadia she's very much like yeah. you know i'm one of you um <laughs> which is interesting possible foreshadowing that she's going to be killed by the deep state in a car accident who knows yeah. no, 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 no. if she suddenly um, becomes pregnant <clears throat> with uh saudi arabian politicians <clears throat> baby then yeah and we gotta worry <laughs> and sports sports the aids uh epidemic and finding solutions for that for uh, <laughs> black and brown people it's gonna get real dicey yeah. uh, <laughs> real real problematic chrono trigger here is uh so <laughs> So uh, we we kind of stopped playing after the, the the castle part. There is a small section that happens afterward. So a- after you finish talking to the queen, you head back into the forest with Marley slash Nadia and Luca. And what we've inferred now is that Luca has created this device called the Gatekey, which is a little blue orb that opens the portal back to the original time. So now Correct. they have this Gatekey that can open these portals. She never invented anything successfully before this and <clears throat> pulled off teleportation and time travel back to back in an hour long so period. Maybe the, the time difference between the the two times, like maybe well, a lot of so time. The only thing I can think of mm. is that she somehow used the pendant to create the Gatekey. Yeah. In in my head canon, that's kind of what it was. Is that like the gate key is? I like, mean, it's like a wand. It's a, it's a stretch, regardless. I will but... never not laugh at <laughs> every time I think it's. Man, funny. I got it's... this head cannon last night. <laughs> it's um, it. But I mean, in all seriousness, though, like Kai said, it is very very strange that yeah she was able to. I mean create this device and i mean she came and got us very quickly but we don't know how long it was in her time you know like she's she's the same age but also very true it could have been character development up until sure two weeks that's still two weeks she had her entire life before to invent shit that never worked that was her whole character everyone that happens to everybody she was nothing works and then it does I guess that's true. That's kind of what happened with Doc Brown and fucking yeah. uh, Back to the It future. doesn't work he until it does. Did anything, you need that and suddenly he had the eureka moment when he fell off the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll give it to him. <laughs> Technically, the difference between Doc Brown is that that was like 1955 to like 1985. This is, so this is 600 AD. This girl's like 13 years old max <laughs> yeah she's just like i got this shit don't worry about it yeah um but yeah that is all for this section of chrono trigger uh, we're left to wonder what is if, if any time has passed with going back to our real world what will happen afterward now we know that there's this princess who is not in her castle she is wondering about probably without the permission of her she's guards wondering or, about she's wondering about just a good old wonder wonder she's just wondering <laughs> about wow wow about uh but yeah so we'll get kind of get into kind of how we felt about this section i mean we were kind of talking about it throughout the episode in its entirety kind of how we were feeling but kai let me start with you just as succinctly as possible how did you like chrono trigger so far well it started in 1996 Mm -hmm. you were born and you're just like fuck jrpgs the minute you came out the womb (laughs) 
I think I will still struggle with this game mm-hmm. because it's not the things I tend to appreciate. Yeah. Uh, the art style is very similar to most games that came out at this time. The environment design is moderately okay i guess i mean there's nothing at this point that has really stood out to you guys me as interesting. you guys need to take that that's probably the best compliment that's gonna okay come out of this is the best that you're gonna get from kai <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah it's like it's fine i mean once again we're very early so yeah. maybe there'll be like a lot of environment diversity we have time travel now so yeah, in it, theory we can go anywhere anytime i know there's dinosaurs in this game yeah. and i like dinosaurs so i'm looking forward to that yeah. um the the enemy and battle mechanics are interesting and different than almost any other turn-based RPG I've seen, mm-hmm. which gives me hope that I will learn to appreciate them more. Um, the storytelling is boring Japanese storytelling from the mid-90s. Like, yeah. it's, it's nothing special. I'm sorry. I know that there's people out there who are like, what are you talking about? I had Princess Naughty on my wall as a child. <laughs> and it's like, I'm sure you did. And I'm sure that I hope you've grown. Uh, and, you Still know, love that picture but, up there, yes. Too. Yeah, still just, got you, baby. <laughs> um, the the boss fight is good. Yeah. I think it has a good sense of humor. It's light. It has like you know that kind of classic video game locking the chancellor in a chest yeah. and like the break room scene. Like it keeps it, it. It's not. It doesn't take itself too seriously, which is good to see. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how bad the uh, time travel uh loops get we're gonna have to have like a bootstrap paradox and how frustrated we all get with how you know messy this gets but maybe maybe this is the best approach to time travel maybe this uh, is it guys maybe we found the the needle in the haystack here maybe this is the one uh we need to have we're gonna have to have like separate in between episodes where we break down and try to figure out the plot and lore of the connection points of the time travel (laughs) so every time i hear bootstrap paradox i just get ptsd flashbacks (laughs) from ocarina Um, of time I mean, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic yeah. for the rest of the game. I will keep an open mind. I already like this better than Super Mario RPG, but that's honestly a fucking low bar. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad it's clearing it. Uh, I do think the intro to this game is pointless. Like, you didn't need to do any. You're talking of the, about the entire the fair part. And... Yeah, the whole mm. fair. It's not a good tutorial. It's not interesting. You literally could have just opened like a walking cutscene directly to where you go to the you know the teleportation, teleportation thing yeah. and marley gets sucked into it and we go after her we didn't have to know her we barely knew her in the first place so no. like you didn't have to introduce us as like oh she could have been just wow, standing in pretty... the crowd around and then, yeah she could have been standing in the crowd that might actually have been a little more compelling if she's like random stranger gets sucked up i mean again she's a random stranger still but five minutes with yeah. just meeting is not Mate, i don't difference. know if it's just me but like if something like that happened i'll just be like oh shit uh yeah, but we're, we're best friends <laughs> with Luke. we're best friends with Luca, so that's why. Yeah, but yeah. so if she gets sucked in, it's already been pre-established that we're best friends. We're gonna with help Luca, Luca so figure this out. Be like, oh god, what is happening? What do I need to do? Yeah. And then she says, oh, go stand in the teleporter. Maybe you can go after her. And that's that's I, guess. Okay, I, guess. I guess. I can. I can. I can get behind that. Uh, ben, so, um, as succinctly as possible. How can you? How do you feel about the section? I agree that I am enjoying this more than Super Mario RPG, uh, even if that is a low bar. I again the art style we've discussed is you know it's Dragon Ball art style is fine. The environments are interesting enough at this point in the game. Um, I don't mm. know if it's just because it's early on. We will need to see some diversity if we're going to be playing this for twenty six hours. Um, yeah, 
I <laughs> forget that little sorry. tidbit. <laughs> I am very intrigued by the battle system. I'm gonna switch to the yeah. weight battle system for a little bit and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the system I have at the minute, but I feel like I want that turn-based aspect to it. Yeah. Uh, God, I feel horrible saying that the storytelling of this game is rudimentary, but the storytelling of this game is rudimentary. Yeah, um, at least so far. I mean, that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing either, you know? You know, I mean, it's... Yeah. The characters are charming enough in a way that I'm kind of like, okay, I'm I'm invested to see how this pans out. But at the moment, nothing has happened around like, Oh my god, wow, awesome. Like who would have guessed that the girl that we needed, you know, ended up being some important fucking very, figure very and we got it. caught up yeah. in like, you know, it, it it was again, maybe that's because we're playing it in 2022 and we're not playing it when it came out. I don't know how I mean storytelling has wildly fucking progressed since the nineties. Um yeah. I am super worried about the the time travel element. That's the thing that's always in the back of my head and how yeah. convoluted is it going to get where, you know, can so-and-so have existed if this happened and blah, 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 blah. So Bootstrap paradox. Also, yeah. what about the butterfly effect? Like we went back in time. We had completely different clothes. We presented ourselves. Someone disappeared because of some we, action we don't know if that, that we didn't have... even have to take part in. Yeah. We just kind of showed up. And nothing's changed in the future. The future is exactly the same when we go back, even though we like we know. literally exactly. brought the future like, back in time. People are appearing out of nowhere. No, we're in the we're in the present. The present would be the future. If you go to the past and you go back to the present, but, that's no, I understand. Have you guys that played? We haven't. We are still in the game. past right now. Yeah, we haven't gone to the future yet. See. No, we haven't gotten the future. No, we are yet. still in the forest in front of the gate. We haven't gotten any further. No, all I'm saying is uh... in the next section there may or may not be a trial that happens and consequences of your actions. So, mm, all, all right. right. I'm hooked. Uh, yeah, I mean, I reflect everything that you guys have said. I'm enjoying this more than Super Mario RPG, too. Uh, I like the visual style. I think probably... I don't really have as much issues with with the narrative. I think for me, honestly these kind of games when they're like these older rpgs years of playing pokemon <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not story. yeah exactly it's more compelling to me if games start off being very simplistic with their story and it's like if the if the whole game was just like this i'd be fine and then they reveal more emotional deep like uh, segments of the story that's almost more compelling than if it started out being deep and meaningful like i almost like cool yeah this isn't a nothing game i'm like the gameplay i like the environments i don't care about the story and it's like oh I do. I am starting to care about the story. That's that's I, fascinating. I this need is now interesting. sad boy games. I need empathy <laughs> yeah, I and I need deep plot. And you know, yeah, I, exactly. I need to hurt. <laughs> but I don't necessarily need all of that at least right away. Like if it if it comes into later, then it definitely makes the game stand out and be more appealing. But at least at this point, honestly, what's standing out most for me is the gameplay. Like I was saying, this kind of tackles. I mean, I played other rpgs like this but at least in this style and snes games it almost feels like a game i mean it was remade and there was quality of life things but even just the rudimentary parts of this that came from the snes version feel like their quality of life changes to rpgs that came out during the same time that chrono trigger was coming out like it it feels like it's it's more advanced than some of the other 16-bit rpgs that came out around its era which is it's super cool i i'm really liking the 
battle mechanics and and all of that together. But I'm interested to see where this goes, especially that, you know, our decisions of affecting the past might have some implications in the future and there might be some effect to those choices. And I've heard from other people that there is legitimate dialogue decisions that will affect the ending of this game. So we might have different endings and the possibility of us having different endings and having a conversation about that. Is it might exciting. just so. be a weak start, gentlemen. It might just be a weak start. We are, to be fair, we are like 58 minutes into a 26 hour game. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But yes, that's, that's the first section of Chrono Trigger in the next episode. We will be playing through uh, the trial and beyond the ruins. Those are the two chapters that we will be playing through. Um, Yeah. Excited. Pumped to hear, get more Chrono Trigger in. Mm. Uh, Now let's get into a recommended section where we recommend you. Some shit that's video game related or not video game related. Play the happens to be video play game the music. Play the, 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 the section the where we recommend you some shit. Get wrecked. That's a different thing, but it works in this instance. <laughs> it's a mini wrecked. So yeah, exactly. Get mini wrecked. So the the theme for this recommended section that Ben had given to us was third person. Was it shooter specifically? Shooters, shooters specifically. Uh, and I will just uh, go first here. And one of the ones that I've played fairly recently that I fucking love is Returnal. Yeah, Returnal be on your list. Yeah, uh, in our Discord. If you also, if you want to leave suggestions in our Discord for this, we will read out your uh, things here. But Dave Jackson from Tales from the Backlog, check him out if you haven't uh, listened to his show because it's great. He also said Returnal as one of the options and. Dear God, this game is so fun. Like it was one of those things that people talked about, and I was like, "Okay, cool, I'll play." I did a get wrecked with him, and we talked about this and uh, um, Dark Souls. Oh no, it was with the, it was with uh, Ryan from Listoff. Sorry, we talked about this in GTA Five. I thought you did the Dark Souls one with 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 um, Dave. I did Dark Souls, and we did Untold. Oh, but it wasn't Returnal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Returnal was with uh, Ryan. Um, it just hackles this kind of bullet hell third person. Uh, game in a very interesting way the um god what's the game genre that i'm thinking of where you die and have to do things over again roguelike roguelike it takes that roguelike into a third person environment and a bullet hell all at the same time and those things feel like they shouldn't work together but they do work together really well the story is really compelling and the environment and enemy design is just some of the best that i've seen as of recently and like how they implement some of the dual sense with the triggers and like the rain effects on the controller oh it's it's so good it's all done very well so returnal if you haven't played returnal check out returnal uh, that was the only one I had, but you should also play Gears of War. Gears of War is good. <laughs> Ooh, That's entirety. Right. Uh, I'll you, go you off at the back of that because I have a couple that I'm going to speed through. Uh, because mine is also basically any Gears game, um, specifically yeah. two, three, and five. I feel like they are the best ones. Uh, on my list, I also have Uncharted, uh, specifically two, four, and Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy being the mm. best one, even though it's a spin-off, is the best one. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Fucking hell, if you've not played Red Dead 2, go and play Red Dead 2. 
Uh, yeah, just skip through the first 30 hours and you'll be fine. I would say that I almost, we we dropped Red Dead 2 the first half because it was almost unbearable. And I was like, I don't like this. I'm not enjoying oh, myself. Man. And and we're like, you know what? Let's just try it. Let's finish it. Let's play it. And half we of had Red to, We had to go back to it. Yeah. And, uh, and half of Red Dead 2, fucking phenomenal. If you can get past that first half, yeah. it's great. But the first half was, oh, it's rough. It, it can it be so very boring. slow. But for me, the payout was worth it because of how the plot thickened towards the end of it and just the whole sandbox era of it as well like the way that the world works uh off the back of that gta 5 that's just a fun little run around shoot shit kind of thing uh there had to be a metal game on here so metal gear solid 5 phantom pain absolutely brilliant uh control if you haven't played Ooh, control another good one uh yeah, yeah. control is amazing and the Resi Free make or the remake of Resident Evil Free. Um, I completely stole that from Ryan from Listoff. I don't know if he invented the saying or not, but Resi Free make. Uh, you play as Jill Valentine. It's got Nemesis in it. It's just standard, good time shoot zombie stuff, but it looks gorgeous and it plays very very well. Kaiser. Yeah, buddy. Uh, okay. Uh, first up, Ratchet and Clank. It's great. Should have expected something like that. Yeah. Can, can can confirm. Great game. First one, it's good. All of them, for the most part, are okay. Uh, Fortnite is a third-person shooter right. that I actually play. Yeah. So that means it's probably good. Because we need to have a whole episode on Fortnite because um, people give Fortnite then, so much shit. Yeah, Fortnite's a great Fortnite's game. A great if you don't game. like Fortnite, you're just a contrarian, and I get that. Like, I'm I'm right there with you. I love hating things. That's the thing. People hate it because it's popular. They played it once yeah, during the beta, and they're like, popular. "Oh, this game exactly." Sucks. They're like, "Oh, I don't, I don't understand how to play this game. <laughs> I hate it." Fortnite's good. oh, it's so popular. Why does everyone? Oh, and it's just like, yeah, shut the fuck up. It's a great game. It wouldn't be as popular <laughs> as it is if it wasn't good. Um. Uh, also, this is a this is a callback, but this is probably one of my favorite games of all time, which is Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh, which one? Uh, the OG PS2 one or the yeah, the okay. PS Two yeah. one. Just checking on your taste. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, the one the one for PS Four. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, no, the original, the two thousand and five uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two may be so much fun. The first so and much. greatest uh, third person shooter of all time. Um, I mean. It is a perfect game. I still play it to this day. Yep. I I play it over the modern battlefronts. And I tell Jared to play it with me all the time because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. Um, but those are my three. Ratchet and Clank, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, yeah. 2005, and Fortnite. And play Fortnite and stop bemoaning I it. I will play game. Fortnite for a bonus <laughs> episode and we will get someone on. Yeah, we'll play, play, let's, let's play together. Let's play together. We'll all play. Yeah, we'll play okay. together. We'll play trios. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll it's do it. a good time. Yeah. Uh, the other there's no building anymore exactly which means that was a big element for me so. yeah no yeah. no build mode is the ideal mode um the other one that uh dave had recommended was spec off the line i did an episode with nave on that where we talked about that in hellblade oh man the game is on the surface level just kind of a big army shooty shooty blam blam game but gets into some heavy topics and some sadly very... i know the plot of the game even though i've never played it but if you don't, don't... know the plot then yeah don't look up anything about spec ups the line just play through it it's gonna, it's gonna seem like a very rude of entry like a, a worse a worse gears of war but it gets you're paying uh, you're gets, playing for those last so two or three hours <laughs> like, yeah 
Absolutely. But yeah, that's that's our third person recommendations. Thirst person shooters. Uh, like I said, if thirst thirst person, person. if you want to, did you, what did you say? Last of Us, Ben? No, I didn't. How did I not? Um, oh, wow, that's impressive. Yes, because I didn't say it because I thought you would, and then I realized you didn't say it. I I don't know how it skipped my mind because I wouldn't have put it down as a shooter, but I guess it has shooting mechanics. So yeah, The Last of Us we, one and we two. We all we all love one and play two. La- well, one and two. They're both great. Play Last of Us. Uh, so for next week, what I want y'all to bring is it's going to be gaming related again, but it's going to be an interesting mm-hmm. one because I know this topic is very deep to all of us and very important. Favorite but Super I want you to Mario bring... RPG bosses. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I want you to bring, and I'm, I'm giving the stipulation now that it has to be maybe one or two, possibly three, but your favorite indie games. Oh. You can only you can only pick maybe one or two. If you can't choose, then maybe pick three, but your favorite indie game is what we're recommending for next oh. week. How will we stipulate an indie? Independent developer. That's it. Independent developer. Okay, so no backed yeah. by Sony or Microsoft or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Independent developer. No. No kind of. Uh, no. No hope from the big boys upstairs. Just. Oh, I kind there. of feel bad for Kai. Can you? Can you now your encyclopedic knowledge of indie games down to a top three? Yeah, I got this. Okay. Sweet. Oh, hey guys, thank you for listening. We're very excited to start Chrono Trigger here, and I hope you guys are excited as well. Are we? Some of us are. (laughs) Uh, Make sure to follow us on all our socials. Like I said, wherever you find our podcast, you can find our link tree that has the lists of all of our stuff on there. Uh, But next week, we'll be talking again the trial and the other chapter that I forgot the name, but go check the schedule because it's on our social media. (laughs) So, but until then, guys, we love you, and we'll see you next time with some more Chrono Trigger. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Bye.